3: to the big leads big stream holiday podtacular it is our final episode of the christmas season we here at the big lead deeply appreciate everything that you listeners have done to tune in uh, it's been quite a ride over the last couple of months we're sad it's ending but excited to uh branch out outside of holiday movies come the new year but for the final episode i am here with ryan phillips and we are here to discuss A Christmas Story Christmas, the true, emphasis on true, sequel to 1983's A Christmas Story. It still stars Ralphie, aka Peter Billingsley. He co wrote the story with Nick Shank. So it does stay as true as you would hope to the themes and the energy and the overall vibe of the original Christmas story. We are going to pretend that A Christmas Story 2, which was released in 2012, does not exist because the central plot line is about Ralphie avoiding jail time. I really just do not think that's worth discussing. Uh, A Christmas Story Christmas was released on HBO Max in November, but you do not watch that in November. You watch it right around Christmas, just like you do the original Christmas Story. Uh, me and Ryan, just so you listeners are aware, are both Christmas story kids. We both have families who greatly enjoy watching the original A Christmas Story around Christmas time. So this was a project near and dear to our hearts. Uh, I think I personally went in with cautious, cautious optimism. Uh, I figured it would it would be fine because Peter Billingsley was involved. But overall, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. And it was a pretty good use of my time and overall a pretty solid Christmas movie. Ryan, how are you feeling about it?
4: I will say if you're going to watch this movie, you better love the first one. And and I do love the first one. It was part of my childhood. You know, when they started doing it all day on, TM, on one of the Turner networks, I don't know if it's TBS or TNT. I think it's TBS. They They play it all day on Christmas, 24 hours of a Christmas story. I love that. I don't necessarily watch it all the way through, but I'll watch it, you know, go do something else, pick up where I left off and keep going. And, and I watch it once through every Christmas, probably. And this was full on fan service, I think. I mean, there's a plot going on and it's and it's it's fine. It's very predictable, sort of like the original Christmas story. But it's the little side parts. It's the little fan service they have. I mean, the amount of people who they got back to come back, I mean, Ralphie's back. Uh, Flick is back. Schwartz is back. Scott Farkas makes a return. I mean, you know, they 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 bring back the key central actors who played and guys you haven't seen and maybe you've seen in the background of things but didn't know it. And you see them as adults and they make sure they have the same personalities and the same, you know, it's, it's just really well done. And you could tell that everybody who came back was having fun and enjoying doing it probably because it was actually a well-done sequel, not something that's going to get a 20 on Rotten Tomatoes and is a mistake forever doing it. It was actually fun. It was well done. The parallels they cut between Ralphie and the old man and all of that stuff uh, really a nice little story. It's not, you know, there's nothing crazy going on here. It's a nice little story with some fun, like side, uh, little, uh, little side jaunts about, you know, the family and everything. And, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Is it, is it going to win Oscars? No, but it was, it was a really nice sequel uh, to a story that probably didn't need one. Um, But it was worth it was worth my time and and certainly would recommend it to anybody who is a fan of this original.
3: For sure. To give a brief overview, the plot of A Christmas Story Christmas is that Ralphie is now married and has his own pair of children Uh, He plans to spend Christmas with his parents as they do every year, but his dad suddenly passes away merely days before Christmas. The movie is actually dedicated in honor to the actor who played his dad in the original Christmas story. Darren McGavin, uh... who was great, by the way, in that movie. He passed away about 15 years ago. And as Ryan mentioned, it does return most of our primary characters from a Christmas story. I think the only main person they didn't get back to act was Ralphie's mother, who has not acted in 16 years or something like that. She's just done with the game. But uh, Ralphie goes back to his childhood home after his father passes away, helps his mother cope with the loss of her husband. And now he's in charge of making Christmas great for his family. And just from hearing that, you can assume that this is a passion project, which is why it came out well, I think. If this was a, uh, you know, your stereotypical, especially in today's day and age, kind of see-through attempt of a money grab in Hollywood to create a sequel of a, uh, a beloved holiday classic, the stakes would be a little bit higher in the plot. It might be something like a Christmas story, too, where Ralphie tries not to go to jail. This is just about (laughs) Ralphie dealing with the loss of his dad, helping his mom deal with it, and then going, you know, and then bringing in all the classic tropes of returning to your hometown after being gone for years, seeing all your old friends, and then, of course, a revival of the similar sorts of problems that he faced when he was a kid. Uh, his children deal with their own set of bullies they go back to the department store his kids go to see santa uh
4: it's all tons of great callbacks yeah yes
3: tons of great callbacks it was really enjoyable uh i do think that a couple things didn't go super great specifically ralphie they i i appreciate them doing it but ralphie's kind of jaunts into his imaginary wonderland in his head were a little more off-putting when he is like a forty five year old man with I, a family of his own
4: I agree. I do like that they kind of showed that he still has that childlike optimism you know and and that's not necessarily just a kid thing. it's a Ralphie thing more but yeah, some of them were a little you know the snowball fight where he looks like he's dead is I mean that was a little long and a little it like I think it would have been good if he, they did those and they were quick, you know, to show that he still has these imaginary things, but now he's a grown up. So they're not going to be these elaborate things, but I get that they were calling back to the original movie, but I thought there were a couple of them that were a little much. Uh one or one of those would have been like, "Oh, hey, he still does that." And and but yeah, I did think that that they kind of insisted upon themselves a little bit. Um they're they're supposed to be funny and they're supposed to be fun. They they played off a little cheesy. Um, but it is kind of in the spirit of Gene Shepard's writing, you know, in the original. So maybe sure. that's, you know, they're just trying to pay homage there, but it just kind of went off track a little. Um, I thought this stuff about his career was a little forced as well. He's he's taken a year off trying to be a writer and he's he's written this terrible science fiction thing that nobody wants to look into or whatever. And I guess if you look at the era, it was supposed to be in the early 70s. He He hit the science fiction era a little early. It, it seemed, you know, it was pre-Star Wars. So, um, but it did, I thought that did turn out well at the end with, you know, cause they keep telling, well, write something that's like, people can relate to. And then of course, you know, he writes at the end about his father and, and everybody loves it. So um, I thought that the the beginning parts of that were very forced and you, I, I kind of assumed why they were doing that. And it wound up coming true. As I said, this is pretty predictable the way this is going to go. Um, But, yeah, that was my only complaint, was I thought that that beginning sort of half of the movie about his writing is is very forced.
3: Yeah, they needed to set up some sort of adult world kind of sure.
4: uh, plot. They need to form, ground it I in an adult world, yeah. yeah. Because exactly. the family stuff is fun. The whole way through the family stuff, the stuff where he's dealing with his kids, is fun. They're having a good time. He's cheering them up. Then something bad happens. I mean, it's exactly what you expect from a Christmas story. Things are going good, and then boom, something bad happens. And things are going good, and something bad happens. And they find a way to sort of rise above it. And that's that's the spirit of the original movie. So you expected all of that.
3: And that's why uh, his like imaginary side plots were... Not, you know, it was kind of weird, but it wasn't anything that you really object to because this movie so obviously follows the formula and yes. the spirit of the first movie. I think yeah. it would have been
4: I think it would have been funny if his kids were doing that, yeah. like like, you know, like one for each of them or something like that to show that it's like a thing in their family to do all those imaginary little jaunts.
3: And so you say that and actually it made it made me realize that they didn't really flesh out the characters of the kids very much at all, which Not I think. All. It, it seems like, I mean, obviously Ralphie's the main character. They'd fleshed out the wife a little bit. And obviously the mother, we already know all about, but I think, you know, the angle of the movie was always about, it's like being viewed through the lens of Ralphie. And so yeah, they didn't really, it's his story. And yeah.
4: that's, yeah. And it's, it's really, it's the story of Ralphie trying to live up to his, his, the old man. That's the thing. I did think it was very funny how, and this is very true to life too. So I, I think it was, it was interesting there is that like, he it's very true that like when somebody's gone you only remember like the great parts about them and so like they're talking about how great his old man was and like half of a christmas story is how crazy his dad was you know and they're just like oh mom he was the best and like you know i you remember that movie and half of it you're terrified of him but you know in a hilarious way but like you know so i thought that was it was really interesting how they did that. And clearly I think that they lead you to believe that his dad had, you know, softened over the years as well. And you do see at the end of the original movie, his dad is actually kind of a, you know, a sap for Christmas and everything, and so. But I did think that was funny. They didn't bring up any of the negative stuff, like his dad like screaming at them, or when Ralphie gets in a fight and they're terrified he's going to kill him, and you know all of that. I uh, had the same thought. I
3: had the same thought when I was watching yeah. it. I was like, "That's one way to remember his dad." top yeah, of a Christmas story.
4: I was definitely scared of that dude when I was younger, and I would. Yeah, watch of course, that. of course. That's why it was so good because he was funny, but you were also kind of terrified of him. <laughs> um, that's why you know his, the the. Dare McGavin's work on that character is just so great. It's the two things I remember him. He was a great actor he was in a lot of stuff. The two things I remember him from are Christmas Story and The Natural. Like those are the only two things you can tell like I can and he's done he did a lot of amazing work and those are his two just amazing uh performances that stand out for me.
3: Yeah, for sure. And that was uh, I think making the core of the movie his father's passing was really I mean that kind of what I think in my mind, that's what changes it from a fun sequel that they sort of just made because they could and probably because Peter Billingsley wanted to return to the role into like something more substantial and concrete and something that stands on its own. Because, I mean, what made A Christmas Story great in part was that... Ralphie was going through what every kid goes through. He has a a very narrow focus on one especially awesome present that he doesn't know if his parents are going to let him get because of this reason or that reason. And then he goes through the motions and he's, you know, the whole movie is about, is building up to like that point of whether or not he's going to get the present. And now he's 50 years old, has his own family, and he's coping with, you know, the death of the patriarch of the family. And now all the responsibilities like really do fall on him. And then he, you know, the kind of the undercurrent of the second half of the movie was the struggles that he was having writing his father's eulogy, because, you know, what can you say? How can you wrap up everything? This How do you sum was? somebody's
4: life? Exactly.
3: And I think that's something that pretty much everybody is going to, you know, has trouble with, with when it comes to the death of a loved one and especially the death of a father. It's difficult. And they did a pretty good job navigating what is a, I would say, an extremely complicated emotional uh, topic. With, you know, to kind of dumb, not dumb it down necessarily, but to make it lighter it to the point that, yeah, they made it lighter. They simplified it to a point where this is still a Christmas movie, but it manages to toe that line between like a kid's Christmas movie and an adult Christmas movie in a...
4: could like this um i I didn't you know i thought there are some adult themes like the passing of a of a father and you know he he says like nothing prepares you for that and it's very heavy when it happens um but you know then it's sort of a celebration of his dad through it one thing i thought and this gets into spoilers if you haven't if you well if you haven't watched it you're gonna be disappointed by now because we probably spoiled some stuff too but already but um you know one of the things that i loved is that as you said, the first one is all about him wanting to get this present, wanting to get this present. It doesn't look like he's going to get it because everybody's telling me he can't have it. And at the end, his dad comes through and gets it for him and he finds the present in the corner. And it you know his dad says, I, I had a BB gun when I was a kid, you know, whatever. And then in this one, they happen to find all the presents and his dad had gotten them all before he passed. And so it's like his dad comes through again and it makes Ralphie look great. You know, so it's it's almost like the dad's coming through for him again to sort of bring the whole thing full circle. So I thought that was a really nice touch and a way to end it. That's sort of in a happy way where, you know, they had honored his dad with the obituary and the story in the paper. And then also his dad is the one who comes through for them one final time because, he all you know, they kind of make it like he always came through on Christmas. And so I thought that was really nice. I thought it was really heartfelt and and a really good way to finish it
3: all that is true but but i wonder what would have happened if all of their presents had not gotten stolen and then they end up finding his dad's presence down in the basement and there
4: are several copied presents liam like, it's a movie
3: yeah i know it's, I, I know it's a movie i know
4: it's a movie but... you return them and you get the cash come on man <laughs> just a teensy teensy bit convenient is all yeah. i'm saying no, well, and, was, you no, You no. know, there was kind of a there was kind of a thing where I was thinking, like, did the presents really get stolen or did somebody like, you know, hide those away and put the grandpa's name? No, they, the presents. I mean, they, I think that's the you know, that's the the beauty of is it wound up working out. You're right. There would have been duplicate presents and maybe they never would have found them going through the going through the attic. So um, I, I, I thought it was really well done and a good finish to the movie
3: yeah i was uh, very happily surprised uh another late movie moment by the appearance of scott Farkas. i oh that was frankly, amazing i didn't see that coming i thought that they were going to just kind of vaguely allude to him for the entire movie because you know the likelihood of ralphie seeing his childhood bully and it going well was like super low
4: and of course and, he's the dad of the bullies that are picking and, on his and kids and then he's
3: the dad of the bullies of the of his own kids and I'm sure he's going to be very displeased to learn how brutally they sabotage their kid's snowmobile, <laughs> put a tree trunk in the snowman and then yeah, have that's dangerous. drive through it. Something that was doing. Yeah, that was pretty. That's a pretty violent way to do it. The kids are smart. They definitely take after their dad. But uh, in terms of the sheer danger factor there, but it was great seeing him and he's the cop who catches Ralphie when he's breaking it. That was kind of a crazy way to satisfy, you know his family because what ended up you know the the they lose the star on the tree because it falls over because Ralphie bought too big of a tree and then he breaks into his buddy's bar in order to get another star a little bit extreme. I recognizing that nowhere is open on Christmas Eve. Still a little extreme. (laughs)
4: Yeah. And, and, and look, I thought it was so great the way they did that with Zach Ward coming back as Scott Farkas. And, you know, there were a couple scenes where they dressed him up, like we're in Ralphie's mind where they dressed him up and he looks exactly the same when he has the same outfit on and everything. And then the other guy who was his buddy is in there too. And, um, but I, you know, I thought that was a really nice scene to sort of where he's sort of like, Hey man, I'm not like that anymore. You know, like where he's Ralph, he's terrified. He's going to go to jail and all this stuff. And they haven't seen each other in 20 years. And he just takes him home and he's like, yeah, man, it's cool. You know, like, and I thought that was really nice. And then he even says, yeah, my kids are crazier than I was like, you know, like he's really struggling with the fact that his kids are crazy. And, um, I, again, it was like, it was one of those things where you kind of, had the inkling where it was going and everything for a second there. I thought that's exactly what was going to happen. He was going to be back and they were going to be friendly and all that. And then as it was going on, I'm like, Oh wait, no. Are they like, are they, are they going the other direction? Then of course it turns out that, you know, uh, Scott learned his lesson after that fight and was a really nice guy and turned into he's, a he's the friendly town policeman. And, um, but I, I thought all those little things were great with those guys who came back. And I thought the, 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 the Scott Farkas coming back is sort of the climax of the movie basically. And, you know, there's the forgiveness and he goes home and it's like, Hey, whatever happens happens, you know, this is Christmas. Um, But I also thought the little things with his two best friends who are still in town, you know, flick and, and Schwartz are still in town and they're still after each other and they're still, you know, having problems and they're still, you know, and honestly, when you don't, when you have friends like that, I think that you never really grow up in those relationships. You know, you do have those bickering things you had when you were in elementary school, if you have a relationship like that. So I thought it was really cool that they showed that they didn't just grow up and become completely mature adults who don't do that anymore. They constantly have that rivalry. And I thought that was awesome.
3: Now Schwartz is a total bomb. Totally. <laughs> He's running up like a hundred dollar tab at his buddy's bar where he just hangs out drinks and plays bar games it's-
4: and lives with his mom. And still lives
3: with his mom. Yeah. Now they hit, they hit all the notes perfectly. And the fact that they managed to get so many of these actors back was, was awesome. I really, it's
4: almost like it wouldn't have worked if they didn't get all those guys back. Like the, it the original have. I don't think,
3: back. I don't think it would have worked at all. I don't think, well, I mean, cause well, that's, that's, that's part of the the whole thing is that they followed the formula so A to B to C that it wouldn't have worked. Like if they filled in two of Ralphie's adult friends who needed to settle a bet by doing something really stupid, just like Flick and Schwartz did in the first movie, it wouldn't have hit the same. It would not have hit the same at no. all. But the fact that it was Flick and Schwartz who went down some... The well, slide, a, yeah, a slide that was built by the it was US like a ramp, Army. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like a ramp that the U.S. Army built it was basically
4: a ski jump thing with a sled, but it was frozen essentially that's what it was yeah and that was that was one of my, that was maybe
3: my favorite scene in the movie because i loved it i like better than watching schwartz eat shit basically that was a a-plus moment and it scared Triple me dog because when i was a kid and schwartz stuck his tongue on that pole i had nightmares
4: that was, that. that was flick that was flick the tongue. Yeah. so this was this was come full circle because the oh, other yeah, guy had to reversed, do something yeah. crazy yeah uh and they they still had like bitterness of over that years later and it's like it's funny because like you know real people in those situations. You figure so many other things happen in your life. You're probably not still bitter, but the thing we remember from that movie is that, so it's nice that they still, that's all they think about too, is the thing that we think about from that movie. So again, I I I just thought that they did a really good job bringing everything sort of full circle and wrapping up, you know, cutting all those loose threads that that were still kind of hanging for us years later. And it was fun. It was the kind of thing where like, you know, this was really nice and, I, you know, it closes the loop and they never need to do another thing about these people again. Cause it ended happy. I think that, you know, because it was so well-reviewed, I think it's got like an 80 something on rotten tomatoes and it, you know, people have liked it and are talking about it. Maybe there will be the, uh, the temptation to do something else about this family or about Ralphie's life or something like that. But I really think they close the loop really well. And I think that it's, it's, it's a really nice, if you're going to do a sequel, to a classic this is the way to do it and um i thought it was really well done and i enjoyed it certainly for sure i mean they just
3: put it was obvious that there
4: was a lot of care put into this that they like they, yeah wanted they really to keep it.
3: they wanted to keep it true to everything the first movie did and there are plenty of movies that try but this really succeeded probably in in no small part because peter billingsley wrote uh part of the script, all the scripts what? some kind of part of the script.
4: <laughs> Well, and I'm sure that all of those guys—that was a probably the first thing they'd ever done, or the first big thing they've ever done, and probably the thing they're all most known for. And so, the love they must have for it, and that experience, probably is why it was easy to get them to come back. You know, because yeah. the, you know they're all so connected to those roles over time. And again, these guys—you look at their IMDb page—they've all been in stuff, but you know they've never been the the big time star of all of that stuff. So. Uh, it's probably the big thing that everybody remembers them for.
3: Definitely. And it seemed like just there the vibes were so positive. The vibes It seemed like were they were all great. having
4: fun and happy yeah. to be there. Yeah.
3: Exactly. So insofar as, I mean, this, I just think, you know, one of my favorite arguments to make when we're talking about sports is kind of like looking at what the alternative could be if they went in one direction instead of the other. And this could have been, an offense to the memory of a Christmas story. Yes. 100%. This could have been the most bullshit Hollywood money grab sort of thing where I watched it. And afterwards I'm like mad about the fact that I watched it, but instead I watched it and it doesn't capture the same Christmas energy that the first one does because I'm no longer six years old watching a Christmas story, right? Like there's certain movies that you can never really recreate that nostalgia with. Uh, but this one is, you know, it it they tried and they did as good of a job as they possibly could have. I think.
4: Yeah, and it's a tough thing to do to 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 tack something on to a classic and and make it interesting and make it relevant and make it different and not just you know there is a nostalgia play here there are a lot of references to the original movie there's a lot of kind of paralleling it and and bringing you things from that movie as sort of a callback and fan service. But it also it's really hard to create a story that anybody's going to care about cuz all you're thinking about is the nostalgia. They did a good job and it's 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 a very sweet movie. It's a very nice movie. At no point are you like why are they doing that? Like it's Exactly. There's there's little things in there where you're kind of like, "Yeah, maybe this could have gone a little differently," but it's it's made very much as you said with care and love and it's meant as an homage to the original, not as, you know, a copy of it and um you really it was really nice and and if you're again if you're gonna do a classic a sequel to a classic like this do it like this make it a little different show some references get all the people back don't do it if you can't get all the people back you know and and yeah. and 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 let us update their lives uh, update on their lives and everything so it was really nice i was really happy to watch it uh, as a fan of the original uh is this going to be in my christmas rotation every year no but i'm glad it exists i thought it was really nice
2: exactly
3: it'll be a you know it'll be a bi bi-annual sort of thing
4: yeah it'll get get
3: tossed in there Yeah. yeah it's great stuff and now we come to the final 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 holiday movie rating out of the five stars that ralphie wanted to put on his christmas tree for his daughter i give this a solid four stars It did exactly what they wanted to. I think the point that you made earlier about there was no moment in this movie where I was like, why are they making this? Or why are they doing this? There was no point I felt like that, which exceeded my expectations, to be completely frank. It's not a perfect movie because... Very few movies are perfect and it doesn't have the same true kind of like belovedness that the original Christmas story will, yeah. but it was never going to. So for what it is, for what they tried to do and for what it came out as four stars.
4: Yeah, I've got a four out of five, a solid B, B plus, Um, a, just totally worth worth watching. Absolutely. Worth going down that memory lane. Um, it's, you know, as I said, 79 or Rotten Tomatoes is really good for a sequel and especially uh, for a holiday classic. Because I think some people went into this wanting to be offended that they even did it. And uh, it really does hold up and it's really well done. If you want to trip down memory lane, this is the movie to to check out this Christmas uh or next Christmas or any Christmas. It's gonna be there for a long time, and I think people are gonna be talking about it. So uh, loved watching it and and loved talking about it because the original is one of my favorite Christmas movies, if not my favorite. And and this uh, was a worthy successor.
3: And Peter Billingsley aged wonderfully. Guy, he great. really
4: did. He looks exactly
3: <laughs> like Ralphie still. he looks tremendous yep like you said it's a good christmas movie it's not a great christmas movie but that is way above and beyond what i think anybody expected when they announced they were making an unasked for sequel of a christmas story so very pleased to have watched it very happy to have talked about it thank you listeners for tuning into the final episode of the big leads big stream holiday podtacular of 2022. Uh, we will see you after the new year with all sorts of new stuff. Maybe we do some Valentine's Day. Who's to say, really? Well, we did love it actually already, so iffy. Uh, but we'll, we'll 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 see. Uh thank you as always, listeners, for tuning into the big leads big stream. I am Lee McEwen. This was Ryan Phillips, and we will see you next time. <laughs>